welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Marvel Cinematic University. You know what this is. This is the show where we talk about everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm your co-host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Jerome Chang. Jerome, how are you? Softball season is over. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Jerome, pipe coming here from Toronto, Canada. Coming in from uh, New York City uh, is Anthony Canton III. Oh, what's good, man? We got we got to debunk all these theories tonight. Uh, yes, and coming in from I realize as I started saying the places, I'm not 100 percent sure where Stephanie's coming from. I want to say the Carolinas. Mansion. Carolinas. Okay, is the Carolinas, but X-Mansion. also according to her background, she's in the X Mansion. So how are you, Stephanie Williams? I'm doing good. And coming in from the Bay Area, I don't know if he's an actual San Francisco proper. You never know with these sorts of things. You know him from anything on the Countings Network. He's the producer and. Some might say the villain of Cinephobe, Anthony Mays. Anthony, how are you? Doing great. Give me one of those TVs and not a flat one. Oh, man. <laughs> Shots to those TVs. Those are, um, man. Anyway, episode four of WandaVision is what we're talking about. You know by the title. And um, I think that I speak for everyone on here. Well, at least I speak for Anthony, Jerome, and Stephanie. Well, I said that this episode really was quite something. Uh, Anthony, I want to hear Anthony Canton, AC. What was your first general reaction to this? Because I know that you've been looking forward to this this show growing in scope. Um, I think it was cool that Marvel tried to troll me with this episode because they basically did the theory board. They basically were like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. you think you know, but you thought, but nah, you didn't." You that really wasn't know you on yet. the show. I thought I was so excited <laughs> to see you through the whole episode, just like working through all your thoughts and theories. Oh man, it was no, it was it was great. Like that opening scene, and obviously we'll get into it in detail. That was just tremendous. Uh, you you can't talk about it enough in terms of like just we've seen the blip thing come back in the in Spider-Man: Far From Home, but this was just done in such incredible detail and and stakes and tension and all that type of stuff. And obviously we got the returns of um, fan favorites, uh, Wu and. And, and Darcy, and you get to see Monica and more of her element, who she is as a person and all of those things. And obviously that ending, that ending was something else, man. Mm-hmm. But it was a great episode, great palate cleanser for the first three. And uh, yeah, we're moving forward in a very interesting way. Rome Dog, um, how did you feel about this episode? Because I think you watched it the first of all of us and you gave- some, Oh yeah. And you texted about it. You didn't give anything away, but I got immediately knew from your text. What like, did I oh, even this say is special. It? Yeah, I remember, no, but you just were saying stuff that I knew was like, oh, we got something here. No, it was good. It was good. Um, I mean, anyone who's listened to the previous episodes uh, basically would not be surprised that this is the episode I was waiting for. Um, mm-hmm. Just everything coming to the fold. And, you know, uh, it was it would have been one thing just to kind of like start unpacking. But just all the moments like AC had mentioned, um, seeing everyone rematerialize, but in a way that was really just traumatic to watch yeah it was not the fun scene that from far from home where you saw everyone yeah. come back in a student uh news uh report mm-hmm. um it, it was terrifying to see all of that happen uh and watch monica um like act through it uh shout out steph and her article for like perfectly breaking it down mm-hmm. um but no it was a fantastic episode i let's just get into it really yeah before we do gotta ask our guests uh anthony mays um, we haven't heard your thoughts about the beginning of WandaVision, but and I, so I don't know where you fell on the, were you into what was happening or did you want to get the scope bigger? But how did you feel uh, when you first realized what this episode was, like what this episode was going to be and what did you think about it as it was doing it? Finally, mm-hmm. honestly, just 
we knew it was coming. We're not going to sit here and pretend like they were going to do TV sitcom parodies for an entire season just for yeah. shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. You didn't want like a too many cooks situation that would just drone on and oh, on, we'll still so. get it. I'm sure it's still coming. I it, give it time, but they'll splice it in. We'll go back and forth maybe a little bit now instead of just living mm-hmm. in that bewitched world. Mm-hmm. I think that Wanda was perfectly fine the first three. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Easter eggs, but I was definitely not hooked. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is because. This is the only Marvel content since Endgame and Far From Home in 2019. Mm-hmm. And it's literally the only show on TV right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody's giving it extra scrutiny and it, you know, suffered from that. But I would have liked to see them release all three at once, like the boys, and then give us episode four. And yeah. now I feel like we're on track, but it, it was kind of a weird month to get here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think that that's true about the first three because that's what they gave to critics. And I think that that um, you, with yeah. some of their reactions, I think that it uh, it definitely would have been different. Uh, Stephanie, we know that Jerome alluded to your article you wrote about the beginning of this episode. Um, I want you to like just talk through as it was as you were watching it. What were you thinking when you realized like what, the way it started and when you realized what you were seeing at the beginning? I was just like, oh, shit, like, they're really doing this. Like, we're finally going to get answers that we've been asking for the first three episodes. And we're probably, hopefully, going to appreciate the slow burn. And I absolutely appreciate it. Like, it really paid off in those moments. And it just made them better. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you were kind of, like, pacified a little bit in those first three episodes. But then episode four comes and you're getting hit in the gut. And I just appreciated them for that. Like, that's the first time I took the blip seriously. Yeah, I think that that's definitely the masterful thing about it is that it is it's tr- it is traumatic to watch. Um, in the same way that I feel like we really haven't gotten a good look at, like, the snap for, like, regular people. Because we've seen it happen with, like, our heroes. And we saw it happen to uh, Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill. And then also Hawkeye's family. But, like... I think that I think that a thing that this showed really well, not even completely, was that both the snap and the blip, to a lesser extent, would be traumatic events, twenty thousand times more traumatic than like nine eleven or Pearl Harbor or any other of those events that people you know think about. Um, and so I think that that it, it just really felt it felt awful. I watched the episode again tonight to prepare. And I'm like, as I was queuing it up, I'm like, shit, I'm have to watch that again. I really don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I want to, let's just get into the synopsis and stuff so we can break down some of it. And obviously, like we mentioned, it starts off with the blip happening. Um, AC, uh, how soon, because I was like, I was, I queued it up and I was watching it when I first watched it. And it took me like a split second to realize what was going on. What, uh, Talk me through how you how they executed it, how, how you thought that they did that, um, especially for an event that's so big that we really haven't seen besides like a one-off joke in Far From Home. Well, I mean, I think it was beautifully done. And I think Steph, again, she captured it perfectly in her article because mm-hmm. you have to think about like the traumatic weight of somebody not only reforming, the, the touch of putting uh, Captain Marvel's dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, the voiceover as she returns, uh, Lieutenant Trouble, and just like this idea that you're running into people and everybody's going through this at the same time. And then you find out that your mother is dead. And and Tayona Paris, who flat out star, she's mm-hmm. just yeah. like, she's killing it right now. 
um just her her shock the mm. the emotional the emotional reaction obviously to just confusion because when she left she was she was sleeping when it happened apparently mm -hmm. so to have something like that happen and then you're gone and then you realize that your mom's been dead for two years mm -hmm. and you weren't even there to say goodbye and this mm -hmm. is somebody that the one thing that they did capture in Captain Marvel was the mother-daughter relationship between the two of them, mm -hmm. that it was very close. It was very heartfelt. So I can imagine growing up all this time and staying close to your mom. She's she's going through something difficult like cancer and she it goes into remission and she's in good she's in good shape, apparently. And then you come back and she's gone. There's so much to take from that moment. Mm -hmm. And then just the little stuff like. She bumps into the guy and the the, the doctor guy and uh, the the doctor says, I got to call my wife and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. Just these little details and just the chaotic element of it was just well done in a way that could not be accomplished probably on film because film is one of those things that things happen very quickly and you don't get really get a chance to like um, take in the moment like we got to there. So that it, it, you can't say enough about what they did there. Mm -hmm. And uh, Anthony Mays. Um I think that what this made me think of, especially with, the, with how she was asleep, I'm wondering, because I feel like this is something you might have thought of, what would be the worst thing to be doing when you got snapped or blipped? Like, what would you not want to be? Uh, yeah, isn't in... sleeping the best one? It is like, the best like, one. Everybody just it's says, I want to go out peacefully in yeah, my true. bed. That's true. So mm -hmm. she she had a nice snap. I mean, it always just makes me think of The Leftovers, because The Leftovers yeah. opening scene did it so well. Mm -hmm. I mean, driving a car... Imagine yeah. getting snapped back and you're like in a freeway. <laughs> That's a good how, point. Yeah, how does that work actually at that point? Because the car would be gone. You'd mm -hmm. come back seated. Yeah. And then you just like with fall air down. underneath right. you mm -hmm. and you right. fall and yeah. then you get run over by a truck. Yeah. You wouldn't be in an invisible situation like Wonder Woman. No. Okay. No. Well, yeah. Cause <laughs> also, you know, she barely can make it invisible, you know? Um, right. But uh, if you were ghost riding a whip, in mm -hmm. the bay, you'd be fine because you'd be walking next to a car <laughs> in a parking lot somewhere. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Uh, um, um, and Anthony, Anthony, I apologize. I realized I just asked you a joke question. But um, what were some of your thoughts? Because you mentioned The Leftovers. And obviously, The Leftovers shows people go away. But I haven't watched it. But I assume it doesn't show people come back. Um, so right. what was uh, – how did you take in the um, – because as someone who doesn't co-host a Marvel podcast, what was your thoughts as, um, <laughs> like, I, I assume that obviously, you, you know, you don't want to know that what was going on, but um, were you excited to see this type of thing on screen? Because I didn't think we were going to ever see it. Yeah, they've struggled in the past in some of the bigger movies to translate the impact of these mm -hmm. universe shattering events like the attack on New York or the Sokovia situation but having a tv show where you have actual human characters allows you mm -hmm. to see that from a different angle than mm -hmm. being iron man so yeah. it it was effective I, I like what they're doing i like what this episode made me think about a lot mm -hmm. more than even what was necessarily happening mm -hmm. uh and jerome um any th uh, other thoughts on the opening i'm saving stephanie for last obviously because you know no, no of course um no the, the guys really covered all of it there just um again the the stark contrast of seeing that and really feeling that to be a more realistic depiction of i mean obviously we can't figure out like what it would be like to go through something like that but 
you know, just based on everything we've seen so far, not even just Far From Home, but when you think about Endgame itself, the returning back, um, it's a triumphant moment, right? It's on your left. It's everyone coming back and Doctor Strange. I mean, we kind of saw it with Peter a bit where Peter uh, says like, like Doctor Strange told me that like we've been gone for five years and then he did this thing right here and then we came back. But like they had to get back into it. They knew what was going on. They had a sense of what they were fighting for. Like these people in the regular world didn't. I mean, we never really tackled it because the span of like Thanos attacking and arriving in Wakanda and doing everything. It wasn't like some long winded event that people were able no. to, I'm assuming tune in and like grasp mm -hmm. they basically if anything they might have gotten to the point of like you know seeing trending hashtag purple guy in wakanda mm -hmm. and then they disappear yes they saw someone tweeting about how like why is the mainstream media covering what's going on in wakanda right um, right, right right exactly <laughs> but um no no like there it was just uh yeah, like just like yeah. you, Jake, I watched it right before um, recording this pod again and just watch it through. I just couldn't take my eyes off, like just yeah. the rematerialization of Monica mm -hmm. and her going through. It was just so jarring mm -hmm. even to see it again. Yeah. Uh, and Steph, I want to talk to you because about that first scene, but also um, how they ha how what that even goes into afterwards of her showing up at S.W.O.R.D. Um what like because obviously we don't spend a ton of time on screen in Captain Marvel with Maria Rambo and obviously Monica Rambo is like the character that I know that you feel like strongly about. But what talk a little bit about how you feel like they've that even though their relationship as her being an adult is completely off screen, do you feel like they did that justice of Maria Rambo passing the torch to Monica? Um, I do. Um, and I thought about that for a little while because I always feel away when a character is killed off screen, especially mm -hmm. a black woman. So I'm just like, all right, Marvel, y'all barely got some, but okay. But, but she got a cool fine. nickname though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Photon. Even though te <laughs> technically it's Monica's, just like Captain Marvel's is, but you know, we're just giving names to whoever. <laughs> but it was fine. <laughs> it's fine though, um, because I felt like in that movie, at least they at least established their relationship. So you know that Monica wakes up and like, can you imagine waking up to a nightmare? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that would, I mean, and I think I have before in real life, but it sucks, <laughs> right? It sucks to mm -hmm. get that call in the middle of the night that a loved one has passed that you weren't expecting. And mm -hmm. she gets that and she doesn't even get the courtesy of a phone call. So because we spent time with Monica in the first two, ep well, two episodes out of the three, like you've established something for this character and you have that through line. So that moment hits. And then to juxtapose her going through her trauma against Wanda's, mm -hmm. um, I thought is kind of brilliant because what does Monica do? She just shows right back up at work. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really process that. So I'm curious as to if she ever will while we're watching WandaVision mm -hmm. or will this be something that we see over time? So it just has me excited because it means that they're actually going to do something with this character outside of just what they normally do with black characters and make them sidekicks to um mm -hmm. you know everyone else yeah um and for both ac and stephanie i'm not 100 percent familiar and by that i mean even 30 percent familiar with sword in the comics was maria one of the founders of sword uh is that canon or no 
No, it's that's a whole canon. different. Okay. Yeah, they're doing a whole different thing. Like sword. I mean, they even changed the name because I think there's a space. There's a space element in the yeah. in the acronym, and um, this is a sentient weapon, uh, mm. or mm. organization or whatever it's called. So it's a little bit different, and they kind of went into detail of kind of the stuff that they're doing because even Tyler, the new character who we'll get into soon, uh, talks about nanotech and mm-hmm. robotics, AI stuff, which. You know, hints at certain things that are that are gonna happen in the future, but um, yeah, it's 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 not canon as, as as presently. Yeah. Also, AC, there was some fantastic foreshadowing. Yeah, I, about yeah, space there's, events. there's a I, lot of there's I, a lot that happened now. Anthony, uh, Maze, I know you don't know how things go around here, but that's for AC's strike corner. Thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> cart before the horse. Um, he has a theme song. I'm and here everything. for the pud. Okay. <laughs> no, I know. I'm kidding. Uh, but it's speaking awesome. of Tyler, by the way, uh, the new uh, the director, the acting director of uh, Sword, Tyler Hayward, played by born to be an FBI agent in everything, Josh Stamberg. Um, sorry, he just has the most bureaucrat face of any actor alive. I, Maze, are you shaking your head because you agree or you disagree? Oh, I agree. He's <laughs> got a very, very boring face. Yeah. So he is the... Um, the director of sword, which I think is honestly perfect casting because I think that you're supposed to immediately feel like not that he has ulterior motives, although he might, but mm-hmm. like that it's not, you never see him and feel like the situation's in good hands. Like if you're watching a cop show and he shows up as the FBI who takes over the investigation, you're like, this guy's going to fuck it up. Like oh, it's just not going to be good. And when you're back up for the promotion is named Tyler. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Ty, that's not great. My middle name is Tyler and I don't trust Tyler's. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't yeah. trust this dude at all. That's all no. I'm gonna say. Like no. he's per- he's perfect example of middle management getting ahead uh, mm-hmm. just because somebody passed away and somebody was blipped. Um, mm-hmm. Just like just like uh, Monica and him had that conversation yeah. regarding that. Listen, yes. he did this dude. This dude is up to no good. That's See, I'm, I'm not sure he's, he's up, up to, to no good. good. I think that he is. My guess is that he is. Uh, Unaware like under, of the bad qualified in, in over his head. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. Like Did I think he spent in, not, five yeah. years rearranging files yeah. to figure out who was missing. I mean, that it? I mean, yeah, like, I mean yeah. Um, but anyway, he let's talk about that. Excel con- to like highlight like flipped, not blipped, <laughs> <laughs> not blipped. Yeah, like I've, I've lied about my Excel like, proficiency yeah. on every job application I've ever had. And even if I had five years of work just to do nothing, I still would not learn Excel. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's talk about the conversation that Tyler and Monica have. Um, basically, we learned that Monica was the first one back of anyone at Sword to cut, which of course she was. I feel like, you know, yeah. Steph, you know the character of anyone or anyone else. I feel like that's that tracks. Um, it is. And uh, she, he, uh, Tyler has an assignment for her. And it, it feels very beneath her where she needs her to effectively babysit one of the drones they have because it's being used by the FBI in a missing person's case. Um, and I like the way that they should represent this because I like whenever in a detective type story where the detective character is sent on something that they think is beneath them, but you know, as the audience that it's actually the biggest thing they've ever done. Um, hmm. uh, like, I also think it's very interesting, and Steph, I want you to talk about this a little bit, how that scene is played, because I really think it is interesting for her. It establishes a lot of, of her as a character, how she pushes back, but then ultimately does what she's asked to do. Um, I think it's very interesting. So how did you feel like that showed her? 
um, somebody was reading her origin story again. Um, they were reading it in the, for the episode prior and then also this one because Monica can't catch a break when it comes to getting a job promotion. Um, in her origin story, she doesn't get one because her boss is just an idiot. And then in this, she misses out because she's not there. Um, mm -hmm. And it just all sucks. But either way, um, so Monica is up for captain promotion in, mm -hmm. the, in her origin. So in this, in the in the comic or whatever, she quits, but then she like goes and saves the day, and that's how she ends up becoming Captain Marvel. And then this, she kind of just like buttons those those frustrations and everything up, and then goes and does her job. Um, mm. And I just felt like I could really understand that moment uh, because there's been plenty of times where I've really wanted to voice how I felt at work but couldn't. Because if I did, then I would just be this angry black woman yelling and screaming even though i would be valid in that and in that moment like i felt that but you just go ahead and you do what you need to and that's what monica does and it's just very true to her character yes yeah, so yeah, i, I think just want to say jake let me just cut in real quick i, I do want to say that the explanation that tyler had for her being grounded was very convenient and it works perfectly mm -hmm. as an alibi mom said yeah mom appa said. yes because apparently right. her mother and said she had to listen that everyone would be grounded uh, all, if anyone, if people who were snapped away ever came back, they wouldn't be allowed to go back to space. Basically, I think is the. It's convenient, but it makes sense. They, I mean, come on. It they don't know what sense. the hell. It's the is... perfect. It's the perfect. It's the perfect excuse. You can't like she can't answer to that one. That's you don't the know where they've thing. been. You don't know if they're coming back. You don't know if it's like a I clone mean... situation. You don't know shit. Listen, you can't give up. I don't trust. I don't trust. These, I don't trust this dude. That's all I gotta say. I, 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 don't, I don't trust him either. Dude. I, I think that you're both, I think, I think you both have some. points. He answering to somebody evil, man. That's all, that's all I know. All yeah. right. We're going to find out. I'm not sure. Um, Even if but, he's answering to someone evil, I think I'm with Maze. It's a reasonable thing to <laughs> say. No, that's, like, the, that's what I'm saying. It's the perfect, it's a perfect alibi. Like, it's it's the one thing that Monica can't say anything. But when you, yes. you, you say alibi, you, it makes it seem like those two are, I don't think those are necessarily connected also, to him being evil at that choice. Can I say, Poke, I, I don't I think, I don't even think you're wrong necessarily that this might be, it's very convenient, but there's not. A, she just says generally she wants to go back in space. There's not a specific thing that she's yeah. preventing her from doing. <laughs> it's not like she. Like, what yeah. is she gonna do? Uh, anyway, right, man. Anyway. He's gotta rip I mean, AC got to rip AC away from his it. like theory board. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she ends up going to you know the happiest place on earth, of course, suburban New Jersey. Um, no, uh, and she's going to the town of Westview, which is the town that. Well, we that we know the show has been taking place in Whoa. Uh, in New Jersey, but mm. notable uh, for say? oh, in, in New Jersey, notable yeah, exactly. for a lot of reasons. Are we gonna get a Kevin Smith episode? Oh no! Oh god! Um, <laughs> I wonder what his oversized hockey sweater would turn into in the fifties. Um, so I want the fight in the movies. <laughs> so they show now up. I want a Kevin Smith directed MCU thing. I mean, I'm actually surprised that that hasn't happened. Wasn't because, he loosely yeah. involved with Daredevil because of Affleck? Or he, he might have. Like, he could. Honestly, like, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so she shows up. Monica shows up, and she's greeted by a character that I know I have great affection for. That I controversially slid into a 16th seed on the Marvel, the MCU uh, March Madness bracket. Was that a uh, controversy? 
I don't know, but I'll tell you this. There definitely were characters that were liked more than Jimmy Woo that did not make the bracket at all. <laughs> and I, de- I definitely slid him in where he, he was not. If I had to pick who I thought would actually be in the top 64, he would not have been in. Hey, you made the bracket, man. Yeah. Uh, so Jimmy Woo, we know him, of course, as the FBI agent from Ant-Man. And I know everyone's talked about it, but nothing made me happier in the world in this whole episode. Then when he introduces himself, he pulls the oh, his business card from behind his hand, perfect. like doing the close-up magic that he was trying to learn at <laughs> Man the Wasp. Just honestly, the details like that are just why I love it. Um, Shout out the know. restraint, too, of not like punching in on that. Mm-hmm. It would have been such a very easy thing to do to be mm-hmm. like, ah, he learned it. But like just staying wide, him doing it, but having just enough pause to like, have people remember the moment it was yeah exactly i just like that oh man that, that, i mean that whole arc in ant-man if the close-up magic is so funny <laughs> randall park is very he's very gifted i don't know if i'm then if i'm breaking new ground here but he's a funny guy he should perhaps pursue a career in comic acting um but though as she's talking to uh jimmy Wu, she learns that it's not a missing person's case uh dramatic music maze what kind of case it's a missing what case missing persons missing town <laughs> Which honestly, great setup. Love. Uh, I, we were talking. We were theorizing a lot in the last couple episodes about what the situation is for Westview outside of the uh, Wanda's brain. And I was thinking that Wanda was just in a room by herself, imagining everything. But I think it is a very interesting wrinkle that this is a real town. This was a real town, and now it's not. Um, AC, how does how do you feel? Like how do you digesting that into your previous theories and stuff? Um, I mean, there is something that I can tell based off of the time that that Wanda's uh, world takes place in Westview, as opposed to what's happening outside. Because if you notice, it's in a lot of the scenes, mm-hmm. the it, when it's dark, it's light in one place. And when yes, it's light, it's dark night. in another place. So it, it makes you wonder about the time aspect of things. So obviously something different is going on there. Mm-hmm. And once we get to that board, we'll mm-hmm. talk further. Yeah. Uh, and because, the, yeah, there's two cops there who are like, you know, Westview doesn't exist. Uh, we're from Eastview and they drive away and um, uh, there's a concept I like a lot in sci-fi stories that they show here where when at, when Monica asked Jimmy why he hasn't gone in, it's because he just it t- felt like it was telling him not to, which reminds me a lot of the idea of a perception filter in Doctor Who. I don't know if anyone's familiar. Um, but yeah, that, I think that uh, now and we eventually learned there's an energy field and um, Steph, I feel like I'm not presuming to presume that you're an expert in Marvel energy fields. So what do you think we're ta- looking at here? Um, wh- wh- what's going on? Um, Wanda has, is in, definitely in control of her powers. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of folks speculate that she's out of control. No, 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 no. She's very much in control of her powers. Um, something that I was very interested in uh, when I think Jimmy Wu says to Monica, like, you felt it calling to you, right? Or mm-hmm. something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, what is that? And why? And then also, does Monica receive her powers when she goes in or when she comes out? And I think she gets them when she comes out, but I feel like she got her powers because it's cosmic energy as we soon learn from Darcy. Mm-hmm. So um, the whole ordeal just had me very excited. I was like, wow, so y'all are doing a little bit of X-Files. I can, I can do it. Yeah, too. that's what it felt like too. Um, Maze, I just am assuming based on things I know about, I assume you're a big X-Files fan. Is that the vibe you got? No, I actually never watched Damn. the X-Files. <laughs> I could have sworn. I, w- I would bet a lot of money on that. Um, thankfully, it switched I- over to a Annihilation-style premise yes. with a Truman Show-style <laughs> control room. Yes. For the rest of the episode. Exactly. Yeah. I, and I was wondering for a while if it was going to be a biodome situation and we we're going to have a Polly Shore in there, but it wasn't. Um, I'll wait till we get to the 90s, baby. 
Mission. <laughs> Give it time. Oh, man. Um, and so they end up sending a drone in uh, a little helicopter drone, which already looks like a toy. Like when it, when it shows up in the 60s, it looks more like a toy, but it already looks pretty toyish to start. Um, they send it in there and it disappears. And then <gasps> we get the scene where uh, Monica goes in and she disappears and uh, we're rolling. Jerome, I haven't asked you anything on that on that energy field when Monica puts her hand in and it Mm -hmm. it kind of yanks back. Yes. Unexpected. Always love when that happens. But Jerome, I haven't talked to you in a while. What what, what are some of your thoughts on what we've been talking about? I'm trying to keep it balanced. (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, No, uh, I mean, yeah, the whole scene, Jimmy Woo coming back is great. Uh, I, I have to watch it again. But when Jimmy is talking through, you know, like feeling the whole moment, I feel that when you look at any of the two shots of uh, Monica and Jimmy, it's just a little bit warped. Like it, it doesn't seem just like everything feels a little bit skewed, but not enough that seems like too obvious. Uh, so I definitely want to look back and think on that. Um, outside of that, no, it's uh, things just get rolling. Like we we needed to place everything so like Monica's in there and like we got to that point. But uh, it's just a like for me that whole scene is great to like pull back, pull back in. You know really celebrated and um bracket worthy secondary characters mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> yeah just get back into the action and i forgot i, f- I forgot to ask because there's a bit i like there's a running bit in this episode i like a lot where uh monica asked jimmy Wu, what about you as in like what is your deal with like why how are you able to hear about this town when everyone else doesn't feel like it exists but she says what about you and he says that he's from bakersfield and when everyone else had michael jordan posters he had posters for elliot ness um which, like, I really do wish. I wish in my heart of hearts that I thought that that's why people actually join the FBI in the real world. Um, but, of course, it isn't. But also, uh, Maze, you're mm-hmm. from California. Do you have any shit to talk about people from Bakersfield? Anything you want to get off your chest? Not even worth the time. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and so then we get a car, a shot of a car, a van, excuse me, driving down the New Jersey highways, which, you know, I feel like we've all been down the New Jersey highways. Um, you know, they, uh, it has the Garden State Parkway, I assume. Um, I don't even know why. Why do I even say stuff like that? Um, and we cut into that van and there are four people in the back. And one of them is someone who I knew was calling back because of the casting. So I kind of wish I didn't know this, but it let's hypothetically say I didn't know it. I am so happy to see her back. Darcy, Darcy? Lewis. Yes. Um, a, another great side character. And, uh, she's with three other scientists who are all distant disciplines. So she concludes that this means that they don't know what the hell's going on, which, uh, is great. Um, I just want to say I really, really, really liked how they made Darcy a doctor and after this, because I think that a lot of things would disrespect their comic relief character in, whereas like what I was thinking about, it's like, she's been on the forefront of a bunch of astrophysical breakthroughs. She studied under two of the best astrophysicists alive. She was yeah, studying for funny. a PhD in dark world too. So yeah, this exactly. is really just like the actual natural evolution. I, I think that a card trick. Exactly. And I think that it's it's great that she's able to be the comic relief character, but it's also like, no, she wouldn't be in these movies if she wasn't, you know, capable and what have you. I also do like that someone calls her miss and she corrects them to say doctor. That's mm-hmm. always nice. Um, but yeah, uh, AC, how did you, what did you, how did it feel seeing Darcy again and how her character's changed? And I think in a lot of good ways, hasn't changed. Um, I mean, in the, in the ways that it hasn't changed is the, the quick, the quick, uh, witted ways, mm-hmm. um, the ways that she has changed is definitely a little bit more confidence in, in mm-hmm. who she is, as in when she's trying to, 
she's trying to tell Tyler because Tyler eventually we get to the scene where Tyler's like asking what's going on what's going on I don't understand mm-hmm. this and she goes I don't know I don't know and I don't know mm-hmm. it's like it's cool to you know at least it's it's usually in these shows most of the time the people always know what's happening and there and there's always one person who knows everything in mm-hmm. this case they don't really know and she's able to say like I don't really know in this case um just the some of the lines I'm invested in the show and all mm-hmm. this other stuff um, I really enjoyed her appearance, and I thought the chemistry bet- between her and Wu was perfect. It's mm-hmm. like it, it worked perfectly as you take these ancillary characters from past movies and make them a part of this show, which um, kind of allows you to to feel more of that human mm-hmm. regular element that kind of gives the kind of gives the frosting to this uh, one division yeah. cake. Yeah, because you don't need to reintroduce new characters. Like, that's the great thing about having 20, 30 movies is you can just pick yeah. the characters you think would work. Jerome, I right. see your microphone raised. What do you got to say? Oh, I was just holding being it up. Being prepared? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just being prepared. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, no, I, I think to AC's point, like, it's just cool to have the ancillary characters, regular humans back at it. Uh, the other thing that I just love is these are all like while these are all not superhumans in any way, they've all seen and been through mm-hmm. plenty that it's just nice that we're so far past the idea of regular humans reacting to extraordinary things. And you have characters like Darcy and Jimmy uh, where they're just in it. You know, they've seen Mm -hmm. all these types of things before. Uh, Nothing's really new to them. Honestly, based on what Darcy's been through, through the two um, Thor movies, this doesn't actually seem like that big of a deal. Yeah, this is light work. This is light work. So I think in that respect, it's not even just, you know, how far she's come along and now that she's actually a doctor, but she's so perfectly equipped because she's so familiar with this like world outside of her world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Steph, what did you feel about seeing her come back? Because like I said, obviously we all knew, at least people who are invested knew that uh, Kat Dangus was going to return, but um, how did you like the capacity she was in? And um, yeah, I mean, same question everyone else asked. Um, I was happy to see her, but I was happy to see her in the fourth episode and not the earlier one. Yeah. Um, because of what Jerome just mentioned, her and Jimmy have already experienced things that regular folks have not. So they're mm-hmm. used to it. And if we would have gotten, I don't know, like if we would have gotten a blip through her, I don't know if that would have hit the same mm-hmm. way. Because like with Monica, we haven't seen her since she was little. Um, mm-hmm. But also I think it makes that moment even more scary. And I hate to bring that up, but at the point, um, mm-hmm. makes it more scary because mm-hmm. there's this capable person who mm-hmm. is freaked out by what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like with Darcy, you know, she's already settled in. She's been called in to come check this out. She already experienced what was in the first store movie. So um, if she would have been going through that, I don't know if it would have hit the same because again, like she's, we've seen her go through that. Like we've seen her experience the metal man or whatever the hell that was that came she down walked in at first. Like, it was a nine to five, like just asking right, she coffee, did. I mean, and know? not that I, not that I liked as well on it, but I would even argue that what happens in Thor of the Dark World, she's literally around as things are floating and getting transported yeah. different dimensions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, Maze, Darcy, fan, no fan? What's, what should read? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I legitimately forgot that Kat Dennings was in Thor and Thor the Dark World because <laughs> I only fair. saw those movies That's once each fair. and mm-hmm. it was like completely five fair. plus years ago. I She was familiar mm-hmm. and I like, but also what has Kat Dennings been doing? Like in 2013, Honestly, Dark World was out. Two Broke Girls was on TV and she was crushing it. 
Mm-hmm. And now it's yeah, like, oh yeah, now it's Kat right, Dennings. Let me see what's, I like let me Kat see what's going on. Yeah, I like her too. I don't know what happened with her. Nick um, but I love Infinite what Gauntlet. it's been established I... with uh, with Randall Park and Kat Dennings as the audience yeah. avatars for everything mm-hmm. that you guys are for saying sure. about mm-hmm. just like their awareness mm-hmm. of what is happening. That's why they're able to be like, that's Wanda. <laughs> what yeah. is Vision doing there? He's dead. You know, like stuff yeah. like that. It really puts us in the show. Yeah. And also just to answer your question, uh, she kind of took Two Broke Girls in 2017. She did a Hulu, uh, Hulu comedy series that I only vaguely remember in 2019. And then she's been doing, she does voice on Big Mouth. So she's also got, she's got CBS syndication money checks. No, she doesn't need to do shit. Good. (laughs) She's no longer a broke girl. No, I know that. The irony of that show, Jerome. Exactly. (laughs) Whereas her co-star Beth Bears has to be on another CBS sitcom. You know, she must, must have made bad investments. Um, So then when she shows up, um, yes. uh, So, they she they're starting to investigate stuff and she notices that there is um what is it crbm cbrm one of those two things cbr cbrm no i thought it was no, cmbr cmbr right oh right yes CMBR. god yes jerome <laughs> it's uh she notices a field which is apparently the radiation that came after the big bang um and uh how do you think those twins are born Ayo! hey well done. <laughs> that's wow. what that cumber does <laughs> anyway, uh, she notices that not only is there the, that radiation, in that radiation, on top of it, are long waves, which are a TV show. Now, I think that this I is- I love this. I yeah. fucking loved this idea. Yeah, go. Because I was going to say, I think the genius of this episode is that the thing they're watching is exactly what we're watching. Yeah. Not exactly, but ex- mostly. Wanda is writing, mm-hmm. starring, mm-hmm. producing, editing- She's doing the lighting for She's this show. <laughs> it is. It's a not union Herculean sure. effort. It's non-union yeah. though, because she's not. You know, you got to let it get a gaffer to do the That's lighting. What the mind stuff. controls for, Jake? All right. Who yeah. needs a union? She's a. You, you heard it first, guys. Wanda Maximoff is a union buster. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, Steph, I want your your take because I think that in hindsight it feels like a given, but like it wasn't a given that they would just be watching the TV show. You know, we didn't know if. The fact that the TV show exists in the same form in the world. How did you like? How did you like the way that they showed that? I thought it was brilliant because like they gave like the little clues or whatever, and then they did the thing that Breaking Bad, um, and that's the reason it's on my mind. But Breaking Bad did when never whenever a new season would start was give you like a little shot of mm-hmm. something that, that happened that they'll show you. Yeah, they'll Shouts show to you that bear in the pool. Yeah, and um, they have that moment in this episode and. I just thought it was great. Also, it, um, I don't know, like it makes it less weird. Well, no, 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 it's still weird, but mm-hmm. like it makes it, I guess, less weird for people who have been watching it for the first yeah. three episodes I that agree. had um, the whole sitcom thing. Mm-hmm. So I like how it's grounded in a way. Yeah, yeah AC. How Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Is it just one episode looped for 24 hours? Is it like she makes the first episode and that plays for a day? And then there's a new episode, like, or is she constantly broadcasting? What's going on with the time dilation there? Yeah. That's a really good question. I feel like, you know, like the way Wanda is, maybe she's giving you three, four or whatever. And then she's like, well, I'm done for the day. And you all will just have to watch that on loop. Are there episodes that we haven't seen? Yeah. I I feel like we haven't seen. Right. And those are great. We haven't seen Cinemax. 
Yeah. Wanda Cinemax. We haven't seen that. <laughs> We're going to get that. No, yeah, I can't wait until uh, the, the late Red 90s, early 2000s, 2000s when we get, uh, wow, you just, I was going to say WandaVision's real sex, but Red True Diaries is better. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, she realizes Scarlet that- Scarlet Shoe Diaries, Jake. Scarlet oh, Shoe, damn. thank you, thank you. There thank we you. go. That's, this there, is how jokes We got, jokes there. Are, we got yeah. there, everyone. Um, and so uh, she sees that that this is basically a sitcom and they realize that like the people in it are like actors. And so they start identifying. Well, first they identify like, oh my God, is that Wanda? And then I like the thing of where Darcy says about Vision- but he's dead, dead, right? <laughs> and I think that, that is just like, well, it's like he's dead, dead, and that he wasn't blipped, which is just, I love that they got Kat Dennings to do that line because that is, you need a character to say it in the most simple way possible, and you just believe that she would synthesize it like that. How yeah. did everyone's life insurance plans change after the blip? Like, you had to add it as a separate element to that. Oh, I there think, are no more insurance companies after just, the blip. <laughs> just, yeah. It wasn't that? No, <laughs> honestly, the, no, the only one guy can survive the blip and that, of course, is I just the would love the insurance um, fraud of, like, someone putting some dust on the ground. I was like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so they start pointing out who the cast members are. Um, one of them is named John Collins, which I just noted. It's like, why he's taking time off the Hawks. Um... <laughs> But uh, so they kind of have this moment where they're going through um, trying to figure out who everyone is. And then they notice a cast member that looks awfully familiar. Uh, Stephanie, who is that cast member that they spot in the front of one shot randomly? Good old Geraldine. Yes. Uh, played, of course, by Monica Rambeau. Um, and this so is that was of, a shot that we hadn't seen before, yeah, or what? That's not existing. Yeah, we hadn't okay. seen that before yeah. on the prior three. And the thing I think the, the interesting thing this raises, I think, is the thing that we already know, which is that things change and like morph to the setting because Geraldine is not dressed like Monica, nor does she act like Monica. Because I believe Jimmy would describe she that's not the boss lady I met yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, um. Which I think is also interesting too, because I think, I mean, there's, you could probably write a dissertation on the socio-political commentary that the boss lady she went in is not the one that she is in the sixties. But um, I think the, yeah. Well, remember, well, remember Jake, it isn't until Wanda touches her that she comes up with a name for herself. So it kind of goes to all the characters playing their roles per Mm -hmm. se in that uh, Westview world. Yeah. Um, And this is when uh, Darcy is the one with the bright idea. I, I realize people want to use his bright idea to be sarcastic. I mean, actual bright idea uh, to use the radio on Wanda's uh, like counter to contact her because that she thinks you can get a radio signal in. They don't explain why radio signals are different than other things, and I actually don't mind. Um, but instead, they use it when she's talking to. Uh, how am I forgetting this character's name? Come on, AC, help me out, please. The one that she's talking to who breaks the glass. Uh, the bitchy lady. Oh, Dottie? Dottie? Dottie. 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 Um, yeah. And Jimmy starts talking, and we as the audience know that it comes through. That, mm-hmm. And also, I think the thing that's different here, too, is that you realize that all the times where the camera changed on the show mm-hmm. we watched, that is something that's not being broadcast. So we know that it came through, but what do we see on the broadcast room? Oh, it just randomly glitches out and mm-hmm. returns back to a different scene. Yeah. So I, I love I love that they should. I mean, I thought it was great. Um, also, poor Jimmy. All the subliminals are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's cool because it's like 
we're completing each other's puzzle, right? Like we, like the view, actual real viewers get to see one side of it, and they're now seeing another one because they're seeing things that we've not seen at all. But um, just connecting it all together is very cool. And I think I might have skipped. This might not be in the exact part of the episode. It is because this is kind of throwing throughout. AC mentioned it. Um, Jimmy Wu, a man after his own heart, is has a whiteboard with theories. Um, and how did you feel? How did you feel seeing yourself on screen? That the representation. That was great because, like, you know, and it's something that you got to give credit to the writers too because they put all of the stuff that we all were asking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Vision alive? Uh, what's the hexagon thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, be uh, what you call it? Um, wh- what else? The 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 clock stuff mm-hmm. and and things like that. There were just like all of those different theories and things uh the easter egg stuff that um people like me were just like obsessing over over the first three weeks Mm -hmm. and they're like we don't know either so Mm -hmm. like we're they're asking the same exact question so like there's you know they give you an idea that they're just um as clueless as we are in -hmm. terms of what we what we actually know exactly and um as this is all going on we see kind of a couple times they preview that a guy is going in like tethered so like a ro- big rope on into the sewers to get in um, because Tyler for some reason thinks that the force field doesn't go underground idiot. Um, and we all of course oh, know where this is going and he ends up of course becoming the beekeeper. Um, the thing that I was a little disappointed is that we didn't see, I want to know what happened to him when Wanda rewinded because oh, we actually dead. that dude is dead. Yeah. He's a no, red I, shirt. The beekeeper outfit is the equivalent of a red I shirt. I understand that. I just want to know what ha- literally happened to him. <laughs> Because like but maybe I don't think he got snapped. What? So maybe he. I was gonna say like maybe he got. I don't, maybe maybe he got thrown out like Monica did. But no. then is his uh-uh. body somewhere? Like I, no, we nope. couldn't. Have, I mean to be frank, if I'm being honest, I don't think that he killed that she killed him because mm-hmm. I think that this episode that this show needs to end with Wanda still being a protagonist in Marvel, and I don't think you can just kill random dudes. Right. Um, and do that. I would I'm, like for him. What's to be his name, out. Jake? That's all I gotta say. Do we That's know his name? No. <laughs> His name is Deadman. I like the idea of him getting thrown out and no one actually checking in on him. Mm-hmm. Like, just but like, real quick, when he's going through that field, because the force field is down mm-hmm. there, of course. Um, when they bring the rope back, it's it's like more, it's like changing and switching. It's a jump rope, yeah, glitching. Yeah. yeah, and the jump rope is like glitching. So that was pretty cool. So the cosmic was a cool event. does stick. Yeah. Yeah. Just honestly, the little things they do visually are always cool. Like they clearly want, are trying to make everything interesting. And um, th- we cut back to uh, Jimmy and um, Darcy are watching the scene where Wanda's giving birth. And well, the, well she's pregnant at the time. And Darcy says, uh, um, I'm so excited that they're going to have a baby. And then she's eating potato chips and asks Jimmy, do you want one? And Jimmy's like, I don't know. I thought about it. A little Jimmy running around, which I don't know. I just, I love a sucker for stuff like that. It's, so. <laughs> it's classic Jimmy, and, yeah. which is why, like, he's just really earning his stripes to make another return to your future bracket is what I'm saying. I honestly, he's definitely making it this time. I mean, it is the earnestness. Anytime a character is funny because they're earnest, I love it even more. It's my favorite thing. It's the second time he did it in the episode because he did exactly. the same thing with Monica. Yes, yeah, exactly. The, um, the and then after, you know, uh, Wanda gives birth, this is where we see from their perspective. They're not really, there's kind of paying attention that you hear Geraldine mention Ultron. And they, I really love how they have the same reaction the audience did, where it's like, wait, that's the first time that they've mentioned anything in the outside world. Um, that was great. Yeah. And yeah. And then we, uh, we don't get to see, unfortunately, we get the same exact 
skipping. Um, so, uh, Steph, what do you think about, what does it say about Wanda that she's cutting out her own sins and her own, you know, crimes? Wanda knows that she doesn't want to be the Twitter main character of the day. Mm -hmm. She she preemptively scrubbing everything. Mm -hmm. This is family entertainment. You Mm got to keep this PG. Unlike Christopher Nolan, she edits. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Zach Harper. I just just wanted to do a Zach shout out, really. Um, and so, uh, oh, yeah, so, so then they, they cut it, they real run it back. Um, speaking of Zach Harper again, they run it back <laughs> and they, uh, look at the tape of the episode and they see it skip and they're like, what the hell's going on? But then they get distracted because of course, Geraldine, AKA Monica got thrown out. And then I mentioned in the last episode of Maze that nothing gets me more excited in all senses of the word than when a movie or TV show does an aspect ratio change slowly. So this is basically Christmas for me because it did twice. It just, I was going bananas, honestly. It just, I couldn't believe it. So they go into the wide aspect ratio and you see the confrontation with Geraldine and Wanda uh, in real time. And like it's the end of a game and Joe Johnson's on the court, I need to just let Steph isolate, just take the ball. Steph, talk to me a little about this scene. On that day, Monica learned that maybe it wasn't the wisest decision to do that because Wanda um, sends her through several walls um, and out and out of the field. And it's just a miracle that she's still alive. And also, I'm going to need some type of payback to come. I don't know how that's going to happen because it is Scar- Scarlet Witch after all. But I mean, damn. <laughs> Yeah, just really not great behavior. Um, it was yeah, big mistake to mention Ultron. Uh, mm. Not a great move by our friend Monica. I wonder how mm. many uh, black characters are left in Westview. <laughs> I mean, there were that many Black History with. Month because if it was, then it's Herbie, right? Monica we got Herbie. Yeah, Herbie. Herbie. Man, Herbie. Herbert is still around. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It, it really does. There's an interesting because if it's if the residents of the town are actually the real residents of Westview, then you would expect a lot. But if it is, if it was like if she's designing a fifty sitcom, then right. like how many do you? I mean, it's is there's a there's a quagmire of a question. Um, right. Not enough is the answer, by the way. Um, but uh, and then so th- I, that's I mean just I think great acting from Elizabeth Olsen, just genuinely tr- chilling. Um, oh yeah, yeah. AC. She flipped the switch mm-hmm. like she's been flipping the switch every episode like slowly. It's been happening, and it's and I just love the slow burn that she's done with it. Mm-hmm. Because this was the first time where she just like, it was kind of chilling to see that look in her eyes when she mm-hmm. was talking to Monica there. And, and you know what? It works, AC, because she's been able to emote for the last, the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just not seeing her face all, you know, scrunched up and whatnot, like we have in the movies and maybe yeah. a cry face here and there. Or it looks like she's constipated, but like she's actually had a chance to like show yeah. a range of emotions. So like when this flip happens, we have that emotional cue, like, oh, mm-hmm. no, Monica really just messed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after uh, she, you know, throws Monica out, and then she repairs the walls, you know, she's a good neighbor. Um, and Vision show, comes back, and both times I've watched this, this startled me. <laughs> that uh, Vi- Jerome, v- Vision, how, how's he looking? Is he looking looking good, looking well? Spiegel, Breaking Bad, she shows, he shows back up all Gus fringed up. <laughs> I mean, that's not on what. Yeah, she he shows up the way he looked after she killed him in uh, in Infinity War. 
Um, it's it genuinely after, startling. After Thanos crushing, right? Because like, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. It's it's uncomfortable. AC, you turned off your mic off mute, so. Yeah, um, yeah, I got the I got Josiah here uh, trying to mess with me here, but um, yeah, that that scene was legitimately one of the creepiest. Well, that was the creepiest scene in the MCU to this point. Like, I was just like, yo, because then no, you start not, to think, not. what? No, you know that's why? That's true. I'm Hold sorry. That's the real not. hyperbole, my friend. Hold Keep on. going. Hold on. Let me finish. Mm-hmm. You go back to Anthony um, on this right now. Listen, you go back to the for the first and second episode where they go under the bed and stuff it's like yo he's dead all right by the way um stephanie has has to bounce in a second stephanie i apologize that we didn't get we basically got no, the episode okay. what uh what are your final thoughts you want to share with us about this um, my final thoughts is that monica had better got her damn powers uh, i want to go back to westview um is vision a corpse mm-hmm. like is vision mm-hmm. like walking around in his being been reanimated like what's that situation and oh my god i can't wait for episode five that's it amen all right swimmer's still good though Bye, y'all. swimmer's hey, still good steph. yep Take absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh, i want to thank steph for coming on again um and what i was going to say is that um i think you're right that it is creepy although i actually don't think that my reading is i don't think that vision's actually walking around like that all the time i think that she's just imagining that and i could be wrong but if he is and that's I, messed I'm up leaning, i'm leaning toward imagining but if he is if she's like weakened and bernie's bernie's doing this whole thing it would be really that's kind of amazing. rough uh, that's a little rough I mean, not not unlike when in the much maligned, correctly, Dark Phoenix, when uh, Jean Grey quopped uh, Professor X. You remember that? That That's what I'm talking about when he goes all quop with him. The Dark Uh, Phoenix vibes are strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because this episode really opened me up to thinking about just what exactly Wanda is going through. Mm -hmm. Right. And I love thinking about the psychology of these all-powerful heroes and it's something they've been doing lately, like Banner and Hulk, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. impotence with Hulk it's, it's and Ragnarok impotent. and Infinity. Well, first we had the whole Hulk's running the show yeah. for five fully. years. Yeah. And then we're going to, I'm fully impotent with the Hulk. And then also the Thor breakdown with the Lebowskification and the weight gain. Mm-hmm. And what do those three have in common? They're the most powerful Avengers, you guys, mm-hmm. alongside <laughs> Captain Marvel. So we've had to figure and out. And she changed to... her hair, so she's clearly going through something. Oh, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, that's probably a different haircut every week, Jake. Like, I, I think you... I think it really just got underscored because of Hawkeye's haircut that we didn't talk enough <laughs> about Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, man. No, and it, and it's funny. Like I keep thinking about that end of the episode was just like that was brilliant because you get the you get Vision looking again you know confused but knowing that something's wrong and then he goes like you know we can get out of here we can yeah. go somewhere and then just the way yeah. that she says we really can't and, and then, and she then says, they just sit down I know. no 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 Jimmy she, Hendrix plays. she says an important thing she says i have everything yeah. under control which you know when yeah. a white lady with that look in her eye says that in a tv show or anything <laughs> it's bad news it's bad news it just is <laughs> um, also literally yeah that's yes. exactly <laughs> yes. and then you're right the needle drop of Jimi hendrix voodoo child Two episodes that in a row with just incredible needle, Ooh, unbelievable yeah. stuff. And then, of course, we get we go. Uh, well, there's also more aspect ratio changing. Just got to note that. Um, and then we cut back to Monica. The shot we ended episode three with, with her on the ground, and she notes, "It's Wanda. It's all Wanda." 
And right. um, I assume it's more complicated than that because I don't think it's just a simple, I, I think it's, I, I don't think that that's the whole thing, but that does answer mm-hmm. a, a lot of the questions we've been wondering about, um, man, just an unbelievable ending an episode. And then I love when they, they do the classic TV thing where they keep the song going through the credits, big fan. Um, yeah, any thoughts on that? The last couple shots, um, uh, Maze. Well, you say you're not sure that it's all Wanda. I don't what know. I think it's more complicated. I think it's more complicated than just this. I, I don't think it's going to be as simple as Wanda is simply so traumatized that she built this whole thing up. I don't think that it's going to be that simple. Why not? I, just because I don't think I don't think that it's going to be because I also I think that there's going to be some type of villain involved. Um, well, there is I, a villain and I'm sure we're going to talk about her. Yeah, but I just I think that this is Wanda's grief. Like uh, we I literally yes, I have. Agree. Yeah, this event like no steps scenes, at Avengers disassemble. We have no scenes of her real like I guess what Vision dies and then she comes back with all the portals. Yeah. But she yeah. doesn't talk about anything. Like yeah, yeah she showed yeah. up cuz everybody else she was going to kill Thanos to fight it. Thanos. Like, yeah, I'm not saying it's not I'm not saying they wouldn't have earned it just to make it her grief. I'm just saying I don't think that it's going to be that. I think it's going to be a little, something more a little complicated than that. Um but Oh knows? yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I agree with Jake on that front. There's there's more to the story than just her doing it. Now, don't tell me. Don't get me wrong. If it was just her doing it, that That'd be awesome. Story on on, yeah. on its own would be yeah. great. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Yeah, but, I think. Uh, but I think in order to make that work, they would Wanda would need to be doing things too heinous to make her a protagonist in future right. movies. Is the is the thing? I think that that's why they wouldn't do it. Well, who says that she has to be a protagonist in future movies? Um, casting announcements. <laughs> But I mean, I guess she in could the Scarlet be. Witch movie. That's true. She could be the villain in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but I don't think they're going to do that. Um, She's well, yeah, oh, yeah. We'll she get might be that. villainous. Who knows? Well, that, where this is this is like seventh order speculation, and as much as I like first mm-hmm. and second order speculation, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Let's Jerome, focus on yeah. this this yeah. cute little TV show. Exactly, uh, Jerome. What were you going to say? Oh, I had nothing. Uh, you you got to cool. stop doing that. You have this look on your face. This is the problem with uh, doing video. God that damn I it, Jerome. I'm trying to anticipate. He's <laughs> trying to host this podcast. Yeah, I'm not just look like you want to talk all the time. Yeah, exactly. I just want to smirk, okay? Yeah, I know, it's great. Yeah, and honestly, Jerome, I appreciate that about you. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, the episode four ends. I can. Spe- I think I speak for when I say that I just want to fucking see episode <clears> five, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, I'm just so excited about things going forward. Um and, but there's nothing in this show that I'm as excited about as I am. And unfortunately, we tried to do a pre-recorded version of it, but we can't, it didn't end up working out. But this is time for... Oh, oh boy. I mean, because this episode was supposed to be the 1980s. Um, it isn't, but... Right. This is, I might have to come up with another 80s song for next Yeah, week. yeah. But this yeah. is... Uh, welcome, guys, to AC's Easter Egg Corner. All right, y'all. Now, what you call it? I recorded this for Jerome. For Jerome... You know, what you call it was supposed to hook it up, but uh, we got to go acapella on this. So, hello. Is it Easter eggs you're looking for? Yes. I could see them in your eyes. And I promise they won't be fried. Is it vision in disguise? Is it Mephisto on the rise? I think it all just points to Rambo. I couldn't have improved that anyway, just to be honest. Well, then, oh, you probably could have a little bit. Um, yes, thank you, guys. Thank you, AC. That's not all of it. So, uh, what are the what are your strikes? What do you got for us this week? All right. So, like, okay. So, uh, I wanted to focus more on what's f- 
factual in terms of theories and mm -hmm. what's actually not factual. Mm -hmm. So I want to go right to the board that they show. So mm -hmm. obviously, um, all of the characters besides Agnes and Dottie um, all have IDs. So mm. that includes Herbert. Now I'm interested, I'm still interested in Herbert because Herbert and Agnes seem to have like kind of like a, you know, they have an understanding about something. So whatever the, whatever his involvement is fascinates me. I still think Dottie's a, a big character in the Marvel comics. Like, it's funny, Agnes mentioned in episode two that she is the key to everything that's going on. So mm. that, you know, that, that makes you wonder if she has something involved going further. I'm still very convinced that we're going to get Mephisto um, in some type of form. Too many devil references just to let that go away so far. And it would be kind of like, it would kind of go along with what the general story of this has been. Um, and also, this, I, this is not actually the yeah. case, because I, if I remember correctly, this storyline in the comics takes place in New Jersey as well, right? Yes. That's, okay, I was going to say, though, you know what? Uh, what's, what's the famous like cryptid that exists in the woods of New Jersey, guys? Say it with me. The New Jersey Devil. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, it's not nothing. See, the thing is, I I actually don't like how much you're laughing at it because that was a half joke, but also it's not untrue. <laughs> oh, man. You're killing me, man. Um, so uh, one of the other things that, uh, you know, obviously Mephisto is, is, is potentially what we could see not only here, but in the Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness movie and uh, potentially in Spider-Man 3 as well. So all those things are, are in play, too. One thing that I noticed when uh, Monica was talking to Tyler um, at the beginning of the episode in the sword uh, building behind there's a bunch of there's a stack of photos shaped like a hexagon again, mm. again with the hexagon. So like even though they're asking what is the hexagon shape, there's still like that stuff around it so that, you know, again, that could either mean aim which again, advanced uh, mechanics, uh, or what you call it, which is something that Tyler referred to, uh, the nanotech that he also referred to, uh, Tony Stark's nanotech from Infinity War and Endgame, uh, something that we may see in the Armor War series with um, Don Cheadle's War Machine. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. And um, the fact that they, the CMBR stuff, that's a big part of this too. Uh, the cosmic microwave background radiation. Uh, this takes place in New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey is where one Kamala Khan lives. Kamala Khan is Miss Marvel. Her show comes out later this year. She's going to be a part of uh, Captain Marvel 2 with Monica Rambeau and, and uh, Carol Danvers. So this, I'm going to assume that whatever Wanda does is going to get to a point where it engulfs the entire state or the entire world to a degree. And this, is, this could be the Terrigen... This could be the replace for the Terrigen mist that that uh, creates the Inhumans, which Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, is one of. So that's like a potential thing to watch for going further. May she possibly show up in this series? Apparently, just me doing some digging, she filmed uh, a scene in a show uh, before her show comes out. Possible that it could be this one. It is. Now, so, it is also worth noting, as someone who did once live in Jersey City, Kamala Khan's hometown, uh, this Westview looks like it's very far away from Jersey City, but she could be on a field trip. Who knows? Um, is that it for Reese Regs? AC, I apologize, I interrupted you. 
No, no, no. Like, and in terms of like the in terms of the the theories, like, um, well, I mean, the Easter egg. Obviously, you mentioned earlier that Maria had the nickname Photon, which was Monica's originally in the comic books. Uh, Monica's mm-hmm. Photon and Captain Marvel. Uh, Tyler Hayward. Uh, this name, and again, I don't know this for sure because again, the any connection to Agents of Shield is like always kind of like. You don't know whether it's actually that or not, but there is a uh, there is another Hayward who is a Hydra agent um, in Agents of Shield uh, due to my own research. So that's something that uh, Hydra. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like it and Hydra and AIM are kind of like one in the same uh, to a degree. So that could be something mm-hmm. that we could look at going forward. But um, you know, basically, what about the know, Fantastic lot- Four one that uh, Anthony uh, mentioned earlier? You know, that's fair because Tyler did also bring up astronauts disappearing and um, and coming back, cosmic radiation being a part of this too. So there's there's potential that this is how this is how that happens. And eventually when they explain the story, whenever the Fantastic Four movie comes out, then the CMBR is just an easy explanation for how they got their powers as well. And Fantastic Four are connected to the Inhumans as well. Um, Quicksilver... Uh, Wanda's brother connected to the Inhumans. She he's married to one of them. They have a child. Well, so like not so, in this universe. Not not yet. Silver's dead. R.I.P. Um, for now. Is he for I now? Mean, and also, yes, not in this universe of films. But what about the universe that this show takes place in? Well, there's, if Wanda there's... can get a hold of his corpse. Well, okay, so like, all right, so here's the thing, like, and and I'm not going to say it like officially, um, but there was, um, we, I mentioned to you, you, Jake and Jerome in the chat last week that there was a, there was a leak of uh, WandaVision, um, and, um, and what you call it? I don't want to hear about the leak. (laughs) No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying what the leak is. I'm not saying what it is, but I'm just saying, all I'm saying is, the leak kind of tells you that there's something afoot with that. So something afoot. Uh, something. My favorite thing that I saw about the hex hexagon thing is that it's just Scarlet Witch casts hexes. That too. That's it's just that could just be their way. Witch hex pun. I hope. I don't think that that's going to be it since they literally reference what is the hexagons in the show. Um, but yeah, I think that that's not not part of it. But. Um, yeah. Okay. AC. I, I'm not asking this rudely. I just want to know: uh, Is that it for AC's Easter Egg Corner? <laughs> no. That yeah. That could uh, that could call it for this week. No. Um, okay. Good. I'm no. Just... I only ask because I want I want to make sure to ask Jerome a question before we had a, he heads out. So okay. um, absolutely. Go ahead. Up, man. Yeah. I mean, the question I want I've asked at the end of all these episodes is like, and I think this one more than any of it works. What are you looking forward to seeing? Ooh. Um. I I think in this case I just want to get. Just, I want to figure out more about what's going on with Vision. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, good. I'm, like, we're going to the 80s, right? Or we're supposed yeah. to go in the 80s? Yes. Yeah. We're going okay, to the 80s. So I'm down for like a Quicksilver Vision reanimation thriller parody mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in, during that time. I think that could be mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Um, Anthony Cant on the third. What are you looking forward to seeing? Um, probably the same thing that I've been saying. It's the, it's the two things. Obviously, the Vision you know getting closer to finding out what's happening and how he reacts to that is intriguing to me and uh wanda being more unhinged how far mm-hmm. is this gonna go and to what level and 
where it will go in terms of who is maybe pulling her strings to a degree that still intrigues me because I still do believe that's the case. Yeah. Maybe if Wanda gets closure, she could be on hinge. Wow. That's true. She could be on hinge. My brother met right. his girlfriend on hinge. Oh, very um, nice. yeah. Anthony, uh, Mays, what are you looking forward to seeing in the upcoming episodes? AC, uh, I thought we weren't supposed to make Ultron references in front of Wanda talking about being on strings. That's just not cool. <laughs> they, I have no strings anymore. <laughs> I want to get some Catherine Hahn devilish. Yes. yes. That was going to be Let my her thing. Cook. I yes. love her. She's the best. Let her go off. And I hope that they find a balance between the all in parody of a existing mm-hmm. era show and this Truman show style thing. Mm-hmm. I want a little bit more balance for that. I and think they will. Honestly, I have confidence. It looks like I have confidence. I'm going to be yeah. able to do it, but it, it is a fair thing to ask because yeah. even though we have this episode, we're like three out of four of like, just yeah. about as straight as it comes. So we'll see what happens. Like, I'm curious exactly. to see what happens with that this week. And then I guess what we were talking about, Jake mm-hmm. arguing about why, this mm-hmm. is happening. I wonder if we will get a flashback of some kind. Mm. That's that's something that I would look forward to. Yeah. And yeah, I was actually going to say my two answers actually were both Catherine Hahn cooking as probably the villain is what I would guess and finding out why, which I think is the in, in, is connected, which I don't I mentioned on the first episode that when I was explaining, I think this would be big news for me is that when I was explaining what WandaVision was, cause I was still at my parents' house when the first one came out, uh, I said that Kath, I was saying who's in it. And I said Catherine Hahn, and I showed my mom a photo, and she recognized Catherine Hahn, which is a big deal. So Catherine Hahn is a big actor because if my mom recognizes a photo of her, that's big news. Like that's not that you know. She's definitely mom friendly. I would say actually, it's oddly enough she recognized her because I think my mom saw Step Brothers once, even though she doesn't like raunchy oh, comedies. Wow. She thought not that that character was very funny. Movie. No, but that character is so fucking funny that you really can't. <laughs> it's the best. That's honestly one of the funniest comic performances ever. Anyway, um, we got some people who got to leave, so we got to wrap this up soon. Um, most importantly, uh, I want to thank, well, s- tied for most importantly with when I did the same for Stephanie Williams, <laughs> I want to thank Anthony Mays for coming onto the show. Uh, Pleasure, guys. Anthony, where can people follow you on Twitter? At Corn Puzzle, hit me up, download, listen to Cinephobe, yes. new episodes. I don't know when this comes out, but when it comes out, uh, so it, today, the same day. Today, the, so yeah, I mean, so Money today. Talks tomorrow yeah. with, with a special guest. Wow. That's exciting. Uh, nice. Jerome, bring people to follow you. Uh, find me at Black Dragon Roll. And Anthony Canton III. You can find me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Yes, and please follow this show at MC University Pod. Share your WandaVision theories and takes. Please note if they're very in the weeds, the person who responds to you on the official account will be Anthony. Um, if they are about things about like the the reason the hexagons are there is because they're we should like switch buttholes. roles. We should just have us try to answer all the right. inside Marvel stuff, yeah, and let AC do all the quipping. I think exactly. let's just do yeah. that for a week. Let's just switch yeah. it. Yeah, I mean that would be you a know lot what? of fun. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yes. Let's do it. I and it's like people notice that like oh, this quipping. There's like no dick jokes or no like nothing <laughs> gross like why is what the hell's happened with the quip because i didn't every like, line rhymes with each other this feels yeah. like this is actually a poem yeah. that they're writing back to us because like i think jerome you and i i our answers wouldn't be insightful we wouldn't know what we were talking mm-hmm. about but i think we could yeah. fake it enough where we could like just like just throw random shit like the quantum realm and in the comics where mephisto yeah. use yeah. nanotechnology or whatever oh, but like definitely. i think ac just so sincere he couldn't do the <laughs> he couldn't right, right. 
And that's, and I mean that is the nicest possible thing about AC because it's oh, definitely no. the thing that makes me the way I am is broken. Um, right. But anyway, follow the show at okay. University Pod. Like vision, we are dead inside. Yes, and you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> and outside. At, yes, ah. and outside exactly. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the J Christie. Listen to my other podcast, No Funk and Strictly Monkin, which is of course about the USA Network original series Monk. Um, and yeah, just keep tuning. Stay in. tuned for Scarlet Shoe Diaries. Yes, Scarlet Shoe Diaries. It's give me big. Um, yeah, for, for Stephanie Williams, for Anthony Mays, for Anthony Canton III, for Jerome Chang, I've been Jay Christie. Talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.